You are listening to More to the Story, a weekly podcast featuring Pastor Drew Tarwater and Pastor Darren Enns of Forefront Church in Denver, Colorado. Each week, More to the Story podcast will follow the Forefront Church Sunday Sermon as Pastor Drew and Pastor Darren guide you through the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. Every podcast will feature in-depth analysis of the sermon and answer questions about the Bible. Now, here is more to the story. Welcome to the Forefront Church Podcast. This week we're taking a little bit of a, a different angle on it. It's kind of I'm excited here as we're talking more how Darren and Drew prep for their sermon. So with us, Pastor Darren Enns. How you doing, sir? Hey, everybody. Good as always. Pat, Pastor Drew Tarwater, how you doing, sir? Always a pleasure to be with you guys. And I'm Rob Blasey, and we're talking prepping for sermons with, uh, and I'm just, it's always one of those fascinations for me because I'm always curious how things work behind the scenes. I'm always that person that watches those shows on Discovery Channel, like, you know, how it's made, how, how are things done. So I'm always curious on how the sermon is made, how it's prepped, how it's prepared. So... I'll throw it out there. The big term you hear in preaching is expository preaching versus topical. So we'll start with Drew. What's the difference between the two? And we'll start there. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, and it it's two schools of thought and they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, you can say you preach topical sermons, but they're expository. So let me kind of define that for you. And by the way, to our listeners, we love you guys, and sometimes we like to nerd out on preaching things because this is what we do, right? So a, a pitcher can talk to you all day about how they throw that their curve or their splitter, and we love to talk all day about how we write sermons. So this is just who we are, and I know as our listeners, you guys are fascinated by these things just like we are, so uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so here, basic premise, topical versus expository. Expository in, in its simplest sense is opening the Bible up and teaching through a book or teaching through a section. So you want to you wanna teach through the book of Ephesians. We're going to start in, in verse one and we're going to work our way verse by verse. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, it's always that way. Uh, typically, you can say, hey, we're going to do a series on, um, you know, the you know, what does it look like to live in community with other Christians? And we're going to go through 1 Corinthians 13, and we'll just exposit that chapter alone in a series. So it, it doesn't mean you're working your way through an entire book all the time, but it is that idea, verse by verse. Where Topical says, I'm going to more focus on uh, a topic at hand. So I want to preach on forgiveness, or I'm going to preach on love, or I'm going to preach on, um, you know, giving. And and what I do is then I'll, I'll use multiple verses to help really outline what scripture says about that topic. And so it's less of going through a section of scripture as it is using um, several scriptures to really provide the foundation and the grounding around a topic itself. But there is, to make everybody's, this even more murky, is there's, you know, teaching through a topic but doing it expositionally. So, hey, we want to teach the topic of forgiveness, well, like yesterday or Sunday, we preached through the parable of the unforgiving servant. So we went verse by verse through one of Jesus' parables, expository style, but on the topic of forgiveness. So I, I think there's multiple ways to, um, you know, to, to fry the onion, but, uh, but it just can give you a little snapshot. So, so is the, the uh, I, I've got a question for Drew. Is there, yeah. we're going through parables right now. Is parables 
a topical or an expository sermon series? I'd say it is. Um, we are uh, each each of these parables have a, uh, a a really a focus that Jesus is giving us with each of these parables. Um, so you know the the idea is we're not going straight through a book. Uh, but it's not a series completely on one topic either. So I'd, I'd list it as, um, as narrative expository preaching. So we're moving through the stories that Jesus is telling, but we're doing it verse by verse. So it's expository um, as we teach the narrative of the parables. So what's the, what's the benefit or of uh, either doing expository or doing topical? Like why, wh- why, why is it good to do one? Why is it good to do the other? Yeah, you'll you'll get a lot of different topics that you can talk about. Like the good thing about expository preaching and going verse by verse through a book is that you're going to talk about hopefully everything that that book or that letter or that um, you know gospel gets to. Right, you're going to talk about everything mm-hmm. in there. So there's going to be topics on money. There's going to be topics on relationships, about forgiveness, about uh, dating and marriage, and all those kinds of things. You're going to get that. Whereas a, a topical series could potentially benefit your church because of a specific situation that that we're in. So, you know, say we get to our vision Sunday here in a couple weeks, um, and and there's something that we want to really have a a big initiative over. Maybe it it is giving, maybe it is uh, evangelism. And so we will do a topical sermon where we take several passages we know that talk about this topic, and we'll preach through those. Maybe take one or two at a time, or do that that kind of thing. So the benefits... are that you can be really specific about what you think your church is going through in a moment with topical preaching, or you can just go through a large section and it will talk about many different things. Um, and hopefully God then will lead us toward, you know, saying the right things that, that some people need to hear. Yeah. There's this really cool verse in Acts chapter 20, where the apostle Paul is, he's meeting with the Ephesian elders and um, he's getting ready to go back to Jerusalem before he gets arrested. And he says this in verse 27, he says uh, that I did not shrink from declaring all that God wants you to know. Or another, as another translation might say, I ha- did not hesitate in declaring to you the full counsel of God. And that's what I love about expository preaching and preaching through full books. You know, so uh, a couple years ago we did Philippians. And then, you know, the, the year after that, we ended up going through the full Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, 7, and 8. And, and then, you know, we've, we've spent some time in James and Titus and all these books and what I love about going through a full book is it does that idea. It teaches the full counsel of God in that book or in a gospel. You are getting um, you're, you're getting so many topics from uh, from just application to life, to forgiveness, to giving, to um, you know keeping your eyes on on Jesus, to how you treat your neighbor, to evangelism, and all these things. Whereas if you teach topically only. There, there can become a risk that you end up missing some of those really important things that God wants. Now, I, I know a lot of guys that are just topical preachers, and they're fantastic preachers, and they do a great job of making sure to cover you know, an array of topics. Uh, but, but I just think there is something special for God's people to understand how the Bible works together and uh, to not take a verse in a vacuum. And I think one of the best ways to see that is just by moving in and in through the different books of the Bible. So I've got a couple definitions of expository preaching and then a, a list of like, it, it's like a spectrum, right? Where you can preach. So this, this quote is from Haddon Robinson. He was, I believe the third president at Denver seminary, uh, one of the 
best evangelical preachers of, of our generation. Uh, I think he's, he's passed away now. Uh, but here, here's what he says. So expository preaching is the communication of a biblical concept derived from and transmitted through a historical, grammatical, and literary study of a passage in its context, which the Holy Spirit first applies to the personality and experience of the preacher, then through him to the hearers. So there's a lot of different elements in that. There's God's word, there's the, the personality of the preacher, there's the receiving by the listeners. Um, but uh, Matt Wolf, who, who's a buddy of ours, a church uh, up in... He's uh, the, Northeast Denver. Yeah, Northeast Denver, the, the old Stapleton Airport uh, is where they have a, they're a church in a hangar. Just, that's just awesome. That's anyway, which is cool. cool. It's yeah. super cool. His definition is really simple, exposing God's word. That's what he says. So, so would... A to- like say expository versus topical expository is you're going mm-hmm. through a book or a section of verses. Is it, I, it, to me, it sounds like the danger in topical is that verses could be taken out of context where a preacher could go, Hey, I need a, something that talks about forgiveness or money or something. And you just go grab a verse to go, okay, this seems pretty close to what I'm trying the point I'm trying to get and versus yeah, expository. So it's like, I'm not, it's, it's the danger of it. it doesn't mean you don't do it, but it's the danger of, Top. Yeah, and, and and a great example of that is that you know the story about the widow's mite, um, th- where where the widow you know Jesus looks over and sees a widow put in two coins and gives a comment about she gave all she had to live on. That's like a three yeah. or four, four verse section, and if you if you're doing topical preaching and you just want to use that as an example, I think that story is actually not about giving money. I think that's more of a story about how religious leaders can oppress people who have very little by forcing them to do something that's not good for them because the context before and after lends itself to, to that, I think. And so that would be an example of that. The great Dr. Alan Tomlinson, my, my, my favorite professors at Midwestern seminary, he would, he would say this, he says that um, a text without context is a pretext. And that is a nerdy way of saying that if you don't have context for the text you're going to preach, then you're going to make it say whatever you want it to say. And so, Rob, that's the danger, right? Mm-hmm. That I want to preach on on giving, and so I'm going to pull out a sermon uh, um, and some some verses on giving that maybe they are. Uh, I hope that you've done your homework to see that there is context around that. But it could be that that Jesus is talking about something else, like giving forgiveness. Or you know something like that, so I just think that's where you have to be really careful. There's a lot of fantastic preachers. So take Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley um, has is one of the most clear communicators I've ever heard in my life. He is so clear, but he's taken a lot of heat from people because he he's a topical preacher. But Andy, you can tell, spends time. He does his homework. He's very, very, very good at, at making sure that that scripture's in context. Sure, does he say some things that people don't agree with? For sure he does. Um, you know, he can he, he can be a lightning rod sometimes, but he, he's while he teaches topical sermons, he does a good job of bringing them within context. And so I think it can be done really well. It can also be done very badly. And I do think you see in the prosperity gospel movement that there is this pulling Bible verses out in a vacuum to try to make them say something that they don't say. And that's where the danger lies. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, I, I have this, this spectrum um, that, and most of these are biblical. And then the last one we can debate about, <laughs> but anyway, so at, at the, the most like, like so close to the Bible, it's almost 
too much is is running commentary where you you see guys who will stand up in the pulpit and say all right open up your bibles to this book this chapter this verse and then they just start reading and and then they and they just give literal commentary and there's not necessarily a a, a tying theme to the whole thing they just they talk about a bible verse and and then after 45 minutes it's like all right cool, let's pray Next time we'll start at this place and this spot, you know, wherever they got to in that 45 minutes. Um, and from there, expository is kind of the next one where you you come with a predetermined set of verses that is like a biblical unit within itself. And, and you talk about that all at once. And you don't necessarily have to go verse by verse explaining it because it's more about presenting it in a good way. Like you might want to withhold the crucial verse until the end to build suspense, right? But expository is what does this whole passage say about God and what does that mean to us? Next is topical, where you get this idea where you can bring multiple passages in that talk about this topic to to explain it. Next, you might have something that's doc- doctrinal, where you talk about the, the theology of the Holy Spirit, the theology of Christology, eschatology, you know, all these kinds of things, where again, you bring in multiple um, different verses. <clears throat> And then uh, the last one is is personal, where it's more of a story of of the preacher, and you bring in a lot of your personal experience, and and it's kind of sharing a testimony in a sense, while you know giving um, good good Bible verses that meant a lot to you, um, but but it's more about your story that's driving that message. And then this one we could debate about, um, and this this is another friend. Of, uh, it's Matt Wolf's list again. Um, he's he is does a good job at thinking through all this. Uh, the last one he puts in there, uh, whatever Joel Osteen does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's interesting. I'd, so, Drew, you have any comments on that list you want to add to this before I go on yeah. to the next question? You know, I think sometimes as, as preachers, you know, it, it's funny. When you come out of seminary, which Darren's currently in, so, you know, Darren, Darren uh, this is one of the kind of funny things that, that I experience. Coming out of seminary, you're like, you're ready to take on the world, right? Cause you've been, you've been learning so much. And, and that's what I love about you, the fact that Darren's been here for a couple of years, like living it. A lot of guys come in a seminar who haven't been living it. And they're like, Oh man, I'm going to do this, this way. And this is all I do. But as you preach more and more, you begin to morph. And so one of the things that, that I, in my preaching, I'm an expository preacher, but I'll, I'll do topics sometimes, you know, I'll do themes sometimes I'll do narrative sometimes I'll do, um, you know, kind of interweave my stories. I'm a big illustration guy. And so while it's expository, there's a mix of a lot of the other ones. Um, and I think it would be inappropriate to just do one. Like if you, if you never share your story from stage, right. like there's a, the audience or the, the congregation doesn't know who you are. And exactly. that, that's a big, especially in a, in, in a church our size. I don't really do a important. lot of running commentary probably. That's probably the one I don't do yeah. as much. You know, I, you know, I write, you know, my focus is I want a big idea that I'm going to drill down in multiple truths and try to help explain this to people. Um, and so that's really the, the heart of, of my preaching. But I always want to tie in pictures like illustrations and stories and quotes that help it drive home for people. Which is what Jesus did. Which is what Jesus Parables did. Were I mean, big illustrations, right? Yeah, Jesus is always giving you a picture. And so you, some people might say that my preaching's too illustration or picture heavy. And mine's probably not. <laughs> But it's style, right? It's style. And, you know, if, if sometimes I'll have people say, man, Drew, you show a lot of pictures in your sermons, you know, or you have a lot of slides. I know. But the reason I do it is I know there's a lot of theories on this. How long can people stay engaged? 
with somebody speaking in front of them. And we know that a, someone, you know, you basically you lose your train of thought about every six to seven seconds, right? Like, and so if, if all you do is just read from the Bible and run commentary on it, then the chances are people are going to zone out. They're going to start thinking about what they're going to eat for lunch or whatever. So what I try to do is I try to say, look at this, look at the Bible verse, look down at your Bible, look up at this picture, look down at your Bible, look up and see this quote and so I always want people's eyes moving because it keeps them engaged. Otherwise, people can drift in and out of, of focus. And so that's why I do show, you know, two, three, four pictures. Um, that's why I have all the verses on the screen, um, even secondary verses. And that's why I like to put quotes and truths, you know, not necessarily scripture points, but that's kind of what they are, right? It's a truth or a reality because I want people to try to, if I can get them to write something down, chances are it sticks in your brain better, I think, at least for me. And so I want to keep you moving during a 35 to 40 minute sermon. That way I can try to keep you engaged as best as possible. And Darren, what would you say you're, as you're developing, like Drew was saying, you're in seminary, but like you're more of a big idea guy. Help us see what, right. like your processes in developing a sermon. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I want to get better, especially this semester at, at doing some more of those pictures, more of those engaging things. Um, <clears throat> cause like that, my, my, my PowerPoint thing that I put together is like my last thought. I was like, Oh yeah, I got to <laughs> do this. So I, I apologize for that. But, um, yeah. The, I, and, and as I'm going through this and, you know, digging into what, what is my style, but also like the, the, the guys that I'm learning from the professors in seminary, everybody does like the same thing and it's called big idea preaching where you have this unit of scripture and you're trying to find out what is like the one main idea that this passage is communicating. And, and, and Drew of course does this too, but the way we communicate it is different. And right. so I probably, I won't have several points along the way. I will just explain things while, while dropping words here and there until I get to the main point. Or I might say like, here's what we're going to learn today. And here's why it's like it doesn't gel with us. Here's why it's tough to understand. And then go to the text and explain more and more about the text, about our situation. And then I get to the, the big idea at the end. And then what I, what I, what I tend to do, and this is different from Drew, I, I tend to do all the Bible interpretation up front while trying to illustrate, while trying to help us understand it. But, but it's, it's more about what the Bible says. And I try to do that all at once. And then I have this, this change like, here's what the Bible says, but what does that mean for us? And why is it difficult for us to actually let this sink in? And here's then what, how we can do that. Here's what that means for us. Um, like, here, here's how they applied this in their day, but here's how we should apply it in our day. And it's it's like kind of two separate things, whereas as Drew does something a little different. Yeah, and I think both are great. You know, mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's what's great about the way that God communicates his truth to people is that he'll take a guy like me and, and a guy like Darren and, and all the guys in the middle. And he'll say, you know, you guys can be equally effective in your style. And that's why we're not all Andy Stanley and we're not all Charles Spurgeon. Right. Or, or whatever. Like all of us have our own unique personalities. And so, yeah, so so Darren, whereas you um, will at the very end really bring in all the application, what I do is is typically within kind of the context of going through the scripture, I'll, I'll you know talk through what the scripture means and then I'll get, tell you about it, give you a word picture, and, and then I will kind of uh, give you some application. And then one thing I always try to do at the very end is give you a next step. So the last thing I try to say in the sermon is, hey, here's a challenge. What can you do this week? So... For instance, we talked about forgiveness. We did the parable of the unforgiving servant. My, my last thing I said was, 
as Jesus tugs at your heartstrings, who is somebody that you need to offer forgiveness to this week? Or who is somebody that you need to um, go and, and ask forgiveness from? So I just think there's just so many different ways to do it, but it can be uh, really, really beautifully done by so many different, different styles of preaching. One of the things I appreciate about what Drew, you do, and Darren, and you, you preach as well, plus like you mentioned the other guys that you know, share the um, pulpit as well with you guys is like, I kind of joke with the baseball reference. Like we don't have just a whole bunch of hard throwing righties coming at you. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's, you have the guy that, you know, the left, you have the guy that paints the corners, you, ha- you know, you have the submarine pitcher, you have the guy that, that has the awkward release. And so, <laughs> but it just, it, it keeps it coming. So it doesn't all sound the same. And as someone who listens, listens from afar, I get it. But uh, listens, it helps out where it's not all the same, and you get a you get a little different approach. It, what would be? I'm gonna just throw this out as an idea series, as we're just sort of spitballing it here today. I think we should have a series where you guys both preach the same topic different weeks in different hmm. ways. Hmm, it's interesting. And so, <laughs> so, so, so like pick a big topic that you know, and then go. You know, Drew pre- preaches on it, then Darren preaches on it, and it's you know, just sort of you know, I would be curious if people even noticed. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's so many ways to do that, right? You can That would be unique. I mean, the cool thing about scripture is we've said this over and over again, is just the more you dig, the more gold you find. And so I think there's ways to do that and and becomes beautiful. Uh, but yeah, as you brought as you mentioned, Rob, I mean, we're blessed here at Forefront. We got a preaching team of five. And, you know, you you listen to Pete McKean and he's got a certain style. Ron Bansell's got a certain style. Kev Grain's got a certain style. And so yeah, we got we got a hard throwing lefty, we got a submariner. We got a guy that throws a great 12-6 curveball. I, I want to know who's got the awkward release. Who do we think that is? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as we wrap this up, as you guys, how like how much time do you guys put in typically? Like when do you like when when are you going like closing your notebook, going all right, I'm ready to go. Like like you're preaching on Sunday morning. Like when's When's the uh, when do you put the final bow on it? Typically, you no, know, I I read the passage about nine fifty five and then just wing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, um, you're so smart, Darren. Oh uh, no, I as as I preach more and more, like you you can reach into your back pocket and you know talk about things for hours if you need to, but I, I don't yeah. like to do that. And and if if I don't spend enough time, that's what that what that's what tends to happen, and then it gets like all like head annoying like i don't illustrate enough and i don't you know i don't communicate it as effectively as i should whereas if I, if I spend more time in the text like probably 10 to 15 hours i think is a pretty good number for me to spend and and do do justice it used to be 25 um i've preached sermons where i've i've spent four um and it really depends on what happens during the week uh, but yeah, I think 10 to 15, I think is a good sweet spot for me at this moment. When I started seminary, there was this old rule and it was like, you spend an hour for every minute that you preach, which is ridiculous. I don't know whoever <laughs> said that, but it, it, that, yeah. there's a way I'm, I'm not going to say it's a waste of time because God's word is the most valuable thing, but there's so many other things that a pastor needs to do to shepherd his, to shepherd the people of God. Um, then only preach. I mean, is preach primary? Yes, I, I I think it is for sure. I think the most important thing that uh, the that the main speaker of a church does is preach. Um, but I do think that 
there's a sweet spot. So I would say, yeah, like, you know, when I first started preaching, it was 28 hours a week and I'm probably 10 hours a week now on average, I'd say, you know, eight to 12, you know, the, but, but for most weeks, probably 10. And you know, that includes everything, right? That includes opening the, you know, you're, you're re- rereading the pa- the passage of, you know, 10 times, and then you're opening several commentaries, and then you're researching topics online, and then you're reading articles, and you're reading research studies, and all these things. Um, so yeah, 10, 12 hours a week, Rob, and then, you know, there's obviously the, the time you spend reading it to try to, to try to make it sink in and, and get it in your heart. And, but, but one thing, and Darren, you know, kind of as we wrap up, Rob, this is one thing I want to say. Before I preach a sermon to the church, I've been getting beat up all week by the text. You know, and so as I'm preaching on forgiveness, the Lord all week long is bringing forgiveness up to my mind. And so I think that's one thing that's cool about being in God's word is that the Lord is making it sink into my heart before I share it with anybody else. Um, And, you know, people will say, and I love when people are encouragers and they say, you know, man, Drew, that man, I feel like you were speaking to me today. And I'll say, well, the Lord was speaking to me, you know, Mm -hmm. because he had been speaking to me about it all week long. And I think that's the one of the beautiful things about preaching is that God has a message through, you know, God's truth has a message for all of us at all times. No, that makes it, that makes a ton of sense. So it's interesting you guys talk with like, especially like the time frame is like musicians I know and they talk about where it's like they got to practice writing every day for so much time, you know, where it sounds like right. what you guys are doing similar with preaching. It's like, and it's almost, it's a muscle you train and, you know, to, get ready for preaching for them and be like writing music it's like they might be they might write a lot of stuff that never hits a record or an album or itunes whatever it is today and so similar concept with you guys where it's like i'm as you guys are going through i can only imagine how much stuff you're like you look at it on monday like oh this is a great idea tuesday you wake up like that's a terrible idea i gotta start over or do something you know who knows how how that goes with the process for you guys well and some guys guys can can sit down and write a sermon in one day and i spend you know i usually probably spend two two and a half to three hours every day. I can't just sit and do it all at once. I'll do it Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning to, to, to work because just the way my brain works. And then sometimes yeah, I'll get a text on Saturday and say, hey, I'm thinking about closing it this way. Can we yeah, do this? Yeah, let's change. You know, you got you to <laughs> sit on it and simmer on it <laughs> yeah. for a couple of days. And I'm like, sure, let's uh, do it. No. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's awesome. I appreciate the, uh, the peek behind the curtain, how you guys prep in the different ways. It's insightful for me. Hopefully it's insightful for those who listen. So as we wrap this up, any parting thoughts, Darren? Yeah, I'll say what Drew Drew said. Rarely are we unaffected by our own text that we preach. Um, sometimes like it's a topic that we feel that we are, are strong in Christ on. Otherwise, it's like, guys, I don't have this together either. But here's what the here's what it says about this. So so let's go. So yeah, rarely do we are, are we unaffected by by what mm-hmm. we preach. <clears throat> Pastor Drew, any parting words? Yeah. You know, one thing I would like to say is don't just take our word for it either. So after you come and you hear us preach through a text, go home and read that text. Spend that week reading that text because we recognize that preaching isn't one sermon is not going to change your life forever, but that sermon will change your week. And the next sermon will change your next week. And over time, God begins to shape and mold you based on the hearing of his word. But there's, there is also this idea that you need to spend time in his word and go back and listen. And if there's something that we say that you're confused about, dig deeper and let's start conversation about that. Because I think that's where a lot of growth can come. No, absolutely. Be like the Bereans. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, 
All right. Well, I appreciate your guys' time this week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, thoughts, you want to reach out to us, life at ForefrontChurch.tv. Uh, Pastor Darren Enns, thank you so much. You betcha. Pastor Drew Tarwater, thank you so much. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Darren. Thanks again for listening, and I'm Rob Blasi. You have been listening to More to the Story, a weekly podcast featuring Pastor Drew Tarwater and Pastor Darren Enns of Forefront Church in Denver, Colorado. Each week, More to the Story podcast will follow the Forefront Church Sunday Sermon as Pastor Drew and Pastor Darren guide you through the Bible from Genesis through Revelation. Every podcast will feature in-depth analysis of the sermon and answer questions about the Bible. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another edition of More to the Story.